There are many ways you can save your life in extreme situations. For example, when you get lost in the wilderness. But there are just as many myths. Let's have a look at some of them. Rumor has it that if you find yourself surrounded by snow and with no drinking water at hand, eating snow is the best way to rehydrate. Unfortunately, it's just false. Even worse, eating snow can lead to further dehydration. How come? Once you stuff some snow into your mouth, your body has to start a process that will melt the snow and warm it. And you'll need to spend more energy, which will make you lose liquids faster. But it's not all. Eating snow can result in hypothermia, which is twice as dangerous if you're alone in the wilderness. Besides, chances are that snow contains harmful bacteria that will make you sick. So if you don't have any other solution, melt the snow you're going to consume in your hands first to stay away from the snow that doesn't look fresh and white. If you find yourself with frostbite, take care of it as soon as you can. But despite a popular misconception, do not pour hot water on the damaged skin. It can make things much worse. Instead, if you can't see a doctor immediately, remove wet clothing and place the spot with frostbite in warm water. After that, make sure that the damaged body part isn't going to freeze again and keep it elevated to reduce swelling. Then put a bandage on the hurt area. If it's your fingers or toes, apply a bandage on each of them separately and then place cotton balls in between so that they don't touch. Never, ever rub the damaged area. If you get lost in the wilderness and have no idea what direction to choose, find a stream or a small creek. Follow it until it merges with a larger river and it will take you to a more developed and inhabited area where you'll get help. But don't you ever fall for this myth. You can drink the water if you see animals drinking it. If you manage to find a source of water, you need to purify this water first. Your body is very different from those of animals. And if you don't purify the water before drinking it, you can get extremely sick. Even in seemingly clean water, there are millions of microorganisms, and some of them are very dangerous to people. Freshwater springs might be safe to drink from, but in a survival situation, err on the side of caution. There is a survival myth that it's safe to drink water in small amounts, but such a delusion can have very dramatic consequences. Drinking any amount of salt water leads to dehydration much faster than if you don't drink anything at all. The best thing you can do with salt water is to use it for cooling down your body, not drinking. So, let's say you're wandering in the wilderness, lost and desperate, when suddenly you see a cave. Great, it'll make a perfect shelter. There's some wood and tinder you can pick up nearby, and you have matches. It seems all odds are in your favor. And they indeed are if you don't make a fatal mistake, which is building a fire inside the cave. And the main problem isn't the smoke from the fire. The thing is that the heat coming from your fire will cause the rocks, which make up the walls and the ceiling of the cave, to expand. Eventually, they might break, and then you'll get trapped in a rockfall or a landslide. To stay warm and safe at the same time, build a fire right outside the cave. As soon as you realize that you've gotten lost in the woods during a hike, immediately stop. It does sound counterintuitive, I admit, but it's a better solution than to keep walking. Better stay where you are and try to make some kind of shelter. 
for one thing. When you move, you get dehydrated faster. Besides, the further you travel away from wherever you got lost, the longer it will take a rescue party to find you. There's a myth that if you come across a swarm of bees and disturb these insects, the best course of action is to jump into the water. Unfortunately, it won't do you any good. The bees will just wait until you resurface to breathe. A good solution is to run in a straight line as fast as possible until the bees stop chasing you. An even better alternative is to find shelter, your car, a house, or even a public bathroom, and hide inside. Now, what would you do if you unexpectedly encountered a snake? Would you move towards the reptile and try to shoo it away? Or would you maybe poke it with a stick? Or you could shout at it and stomp your feet. What's your choice? Approaching the reptile and trying to scare it away to save yourself is nothing but a myth. The snake may think you're being aggressive and attack you. But even though snakes don't have ears, they're sensitive to vibrations. That's why raising your voice, banging two sticks together, or stomping your feet can make a snake retreat. But if there's an opportunity to walk away, use it. Here are some other tips that may help you in a critical situation. If you're falling from a cliff, do your best to break your fall into several parts. The shorter they are, the better. Each of the segments will absorb some impact of the fall, and you'll have much higher chances of surviving. Try to grab onto a sturdy object like a bush or a rock on your way to the bottom to slow down your fall. If you've fallen through the ice into freezing water, try to get back to the edge of the ice. Don't pull yourself out by grabbing it. The edge will keep breaking and you'll exhaust yourself in no time. Kick your legs until your body is positioned horizontally in the water. After that, get out of the water and onto the ice like a seal. Once you've made it there, don't stand up. Remain spread out. This way, your weight will be distributed over a larger area. Then the ice will be less likely to break. If you're at sea and spot a whirlpool coming towards you, don't panic. If you understand which way it's spinning, ride its side and use the whirlpool's current to catapult you out of danger. If you start fighting it, you're likely to get pulled inside. There's also a chance a whirlpool will dissolve or become weaker closer to the bottom. So if you do get trapped by it, take a deep breath and wait for an opportunity to swim up and away. If you get trapped under some debris, for example, during an earthquake, your main task is to protect your respiratory system. Plus, you have to make your air supply last as long as possible. Take your shirt off and tie its bottom in a knot. Then put it back on your head through the neck hole. The knot should be positioned over the top of your head. This way, you'll get a makeshift hood that will protect your face from dust, sand, and debris. It'll also provide you with a bit of oxygen while you're trying to get back to the surface. If you've gotten stuck in quicksand, do all you can to keep your head and arms above the surface at all times. Start to carefully wiggle your legs. Quicksand will fill the space your limbs occupied. As soon as you can, stretch out on your back. It will increase your surface area. Keep making tiny movements until your legs are free. You can also use backstroke motions with your arms. It'll help you pull your legs out. If there's nothing to use as tinder to start a fire, unpack your junk food stash. 
Pringles, Cheetos, and Lay's can serve as effective substitute for dry leaves. The same goes for spaghetti noodles. You can turn ordinary matches into waterproof ones. Apply a thin coat of nail polish to the matches and let it dry. Once they're ready, they'll stay dry enough to start a fire, even if you drop the matches in the water. If you get lost somewhere during the winter and need a drink, then don't eat snow. It has much more air than water, so you won't even feel much more hydrated. Your body also wastes a lot of energy trying to eat it. Even worse, you might lower your body temperature and could even get sick. If you find yourself face-to-face with a coyote or a wolf, don't turn your back. Slowly retreat while facing the animal. This might only work for a single animal, though. If you meet a pack, then the most important thing is to make sure that they don't surround you. Back away towards a tree and pressure back against it. Then choose the right moment and climb it as quickly as possible. Several layers of clothing will warm you better than one warm fur coat or down jacket. Air will be trapped between the clothing layers, insulating you and keeping your body warm. If you get lost in the woods, always try to sleep a little above the ground. You can lay on a layer of branches and leaves as a makeshift bed, or stretch a hammock out between some trees. At night, the temperature drops and the ground becomes cold. Even if you build a fire, it could go out while you sleep, and the ground will be sapping your body heat. You're in a boat in the middle of the sea, no food, no fishing net, and you're hungry. It was supposed to be only a three-hour tour. Well, guess what? You can catch fish with the help of shoelaces and any object – phone, watch, or keys. The shadow cast by the boat in the sea can attract fish, and a reflective object can work as bait. Tie your keys to your shoelaces and use them as a fishing rod. Even if a fish doesn't bite, activities like this are a good way to maintain a healthy mind on the open sea. A short meditation can save you from a panic attack. You need to focus on your breathing and try to slow it down. Your brain will quickly calm down and turn its focus away from the panic. Oxygen masks in airplanes work on the same principle. When you control your breathing, your attention is redirected away from whatever bad thing is happening. You can make a torch out of a log. Put a small log vertically, make a deep star-shaped cut on the top, put dry grass leaves and sticks inside. Once you're done, set fire to the log and watch it burn for up to 3 hours. This should work the same regardless of the size and type of wood. Now, if you meet an angry grizzly bear, never try to run away because the bear can easily outrun you. Instead, lie down and don't move. Grizzlies only usually attack when they see a threat, so they'll often leave you alone if you show them that you won't cause them any problems. This only works with grizzly bears, though. If a confrontation is unavoidable, back away slowly and use bear spray. If you don't have any, pepper spray will work similarly and should disorient the bear and scare it away. Or not. Don't eat berries or mushrooms in the forest if you don't know exactly what they are. They could be poisonous. If you have no other option, eat the inner bark of maples, birches, and pines to fill your stomach. Use a knife to cut away the rough outer bark and get to the softer white stuff. You can boil it to make it even softer, or cook it over an open fire to make a crunchy snack. And if you're really starving, you can look for ants. They might not be the most appetizing, but they're pretty nutritious. If you don't have a watch, you can use your fingers to find out how much time is left until sunset. 
raise your hand so the inside of your palm is facing you. Your fingers should be between the sun and the horizon line. See how many fingers can fit in this space. The thickness of one finger equals about 15 minutes, so you can calculate the time left before sunset. If you're lost and need to build a fire to attract attention, throw in a lot of pine, cedar branches, cones, and any unnecessary rubber objects. Your fire will emit more black smoke, which makes it visible from afar. If you have no water in the desert but have some food, try to avoid eating for as long as you can. The more you eat, the more thirsty you'll get. The body needs liquid to digest food, so it'll use up what little you have. A person can live much longer without food than without water, so don't be afraid to stay hungry. Hey, you found a huge puddle of dirty water in the forest. If you're desperate for a drink, you can fill your bottle and filter it into drinking water. To clean it, make a rope of gauze or clothing. Put one end into the dirty bottle and the other one into the empty one. Before long, the clean water will flow into the empty bottle through the rope while the impurities are left behind. Before hiking, replace your regular shoelaces with paracord shoelaces. If you don't have enough rope, these laces can give you a few extra feet in a pinch. If you're lost in the forest and have nothing to warm you, then take dry leaves and grass from the ground and put it between two layers of clothing. This will help you stay warm for a long time. Now, when you need help in public, don't ask a group of people. Instead, approach individuals. Because of something called the bystander's effect, the group of people may not help you. This social psychology theory states that people are less likely to help you when others are around them. They assume someone else from the group will run to your rescue. If you're driving in the city or another area with a grid-like design and think you're being followed, turn right or left four times. You'll end up at the same place you were before, and if the car behind you does too, you're probably being followed. Don't go home and try to lose them. If you're outdoors while a storm is approaching and your hair stands up, find shelter immediately. Static in your hair means positive charges are rising through your body, reaching toward the storm's negative charges. You're likely to be struck by lightning. If a shelter isn't available, squat low on the ground on the balls of your feet, put your hands on your knees and your head between them. Making yourself as small as possible will minimize the contact with the ground and the damage from the lightning. Always carry a small mirror with you while traveling in isolated areas. It'll come in handy if you get lost. If you're stranded in the desert and a plane flies overhead, point the mirror toward it to reflect the light. If you don't have a mirror, signal planes overhead by waving both your arms up and down. If you're stranded somewhere in your car, don't abandon it. It's more challenging for rescuers to spot you without your vehicle. Unlike what's shown on TV, when someone's about to drown, they won't wave or cry out. They'll have their head tilted back, submerged in water. They'll attempt to keep their mouth above the surface by using their arms. When you see someone looking like they're floating or bobbing, trying to get their head out of the water by trying to climb onto the surface of the water, they need help. If you can't swim and you've fallen in deep water, don't panic. Hold your breath and let yourself bob up to the surface. Keep your back and legs straight. Try performing little kicks to bring your body back to the surface. 
If you're trying to save someone who can't swim, never approach them directly. They'll likely bring you down in their panic. Sneak up on them from behind, slip your arm across their chest, and make sure their hands aren't facing you. If they grab you, they can pull you under. Try to swim below them, come back a bit further away, and try to help them again. If you come across a grizzly bear, it's not your day. Now, don't run and don't make eye contact. Slowly walk away if it isn't close to you. But if it's charging, stand still, you can't outrun it. Speak in a clear, monotone voice and don't scream. Now, prior to this, you might want to research to see if there are grizzly bears where you're traveling and take pepper or bear spray with you. If a bear is within 25 feet of you, then use the spray. If it attacks you, curl up in a ball and lie on the ground. Stay quiet, don't move or panic till it goes away. Now, if a polar bear is chasing, but it's far away, start dropping clothing items, a hat, scarf, or a shirt, and run away. Polar bears have short attention spans, and they may stop to sniff your clothing. This will give you time to head to safety. By the way, if both of these bear encounters happen to you, then please remind me not to go on vacation with you. Moving on. If someone is choking, but they're coughing, don't intervene. Coughing means air can get both in and out, and they've got a partial obstruction in their airway. By helping, you could cause a backflow of air, which could either force out the hazard or dislodge the blockage and cause a full block. Just let them cough it out. Only help when they can't breathe or cough. When caught in a strong rip current, never swim against it. You'll tire yourself and it won't end well. Swim parallel to the shore fast, but stay calm and comfortable. Even if you get further out, you'll eventually escape the current and can head back to shore. Thumbs are the weakest part of someone's grip. If someone pulls you by the wrist, don't twist your arms in their hand. Try to push away, starting right where their thumbs are. Notify your State Department if you're going abroad. In the U.S. and some other Western countries, you can tell the Department of State that you're going overseas. In the event of a natural disaster or a political conflict, they'll know that you need to be evacuated. They'll also update you on things that happen in the country you're visiting to protect you from trouble. If you find yourself in a stampede of people, you're in trouble as soon as you fall. Don't curl up in a ball and wait for it to be over. This can cause more damage. Try to grab someone's leg as they run past you to help yourself up and keep going. Sometimes, camping trips end with people lost. If you're in such a situation and trying to walk out of the camping site, take burned coal or wood sticks with you. Use them to draw messages on trees, rocks, or logs. The markings will stay there for weeks, and it'll be easier for the rescue party to trace you. Always carry a needle in your first aid kit. If you're lost, you can make a compass with one. You first need to magnetize the needle by rubbing the eye against hair, fur, or silk around 100 times. Fill a container with water, place a leaf on the water surface, and rest your needle on the leaf. It should start pointing north to south. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.